It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we welcome back the League Cup. Rangers take on Queen of the South with perhaps one eye on Saturday's meeting with Celtic. Ange Postacoglu says there could still be transfer business in and out this week. And Jack Ross has been sacked by Dundee United after just 71 days in charge. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Gordon DL. Gordon DL, just another quiet day in Scottish football. Well, I was looking at it today. We're not even out of August, and their two Premier League managers already lost their job. Gordon, uh, not surprised. Jack Ross after the weekend, I just didn't think he could survive that. The results have been poor, and Dundee United, after giving them forty confidence last week before the Celtic game as well. You know, the the director of football came out and you know gave them every support. That's usually a kissy death, mm-hmm. as Jim will know with uh, myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all eyes will be in the League Cup tonight And um, some good fixtures tomorrow night as well I mean Jim Duffy, seriously mm-hmm. Scottish football, talk about the drama, the talking mm-hmm. points A high profile managerial vacancy Silverware mm-hmm. on up for grabs essentially When we start back the League mm-hmm. Cup Celtic against Rangers this weekend And the transfer window just coming to a close It is all happening yeah, and also for you know the 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 lesser clubs as well, a fantastic opportunity to get to the quarterfinals of the League Cup. You know, there's um, you know Dundee against Falkirk, Partick Thistle against Arbroath. You know, cl- clubs like that, fantastic opportunity for them to get themselves into the limelight. And some other clubs would prefer the the, the spotlight focusing on on them. But uh, in terms of um, you know Jack Ross losing his his job at Dundee United. Yeah, I don't think it was a, a, that much of a surprise after the weekend, uh, Gordon. You know, sometimes it doesn't matter how hard you work, how much um, time and effort you put in. Sometimes it just doesn't fit. You just can't find the formula. And that looked to, to be the case in recent weeks um, at Dundee United. Come on then, 01419511025. That is the number you need. And of course, you can tweet at Clyde SSB. Dundee United fans, it would be great to hear from you. The goals have been raining in against you. The nine against Celtic at the weekend. We got some reaction, strong reaction to that last night. And now the manager has gone. What do you make of that? Is it the right decision? Is it too soon? Where has it gone wrong? And I suppose already, what's next? Because that's the nature of football. It doesn't stand still uh, for very long. Rangers fans, are you on your way to Ibrox tonight? How much are you looking forward to that one? These players always tell us one game at a time, don't they? But I know for a fact you will have at least one eye. Uh, on the game at the weekend So what should happen tonight Are we talking major squad rotation Who do you want to see given a chance Do some people need more minutes ahead of Celtic Do some people need a rest Give us all your thoughts And uh, Celtic fans interesting stuff from Ange Postacoglu On transfers today So pick up the phone And get in touch with the guys 01419511025 I feel the obvious place to start would be That managerial mm-hmm. Uh, change at Dundee United For a number of reasons They are one of our bigger clubs They just lost 9-0 at the weekend And Jack Ross has only been in charge for 71 days 71 days in charge 7 games 7 competitive games But unfortunately for him It seems to be the last 4 Where the damage has been done 23 goals conceded In just 4 games Culminating in that 9 Against Celtic And he has paid the price Sacked for the second time in eight months, of course, following his departure from Hibs at the end of the year. So give us all your thoughts, 01419511025. Stuart is going to kick us off on that front, actually. Stuart 
is a Dundee United fan from Dundee. Uh, very generally to start, Stuart, is that the right decision today or not? Yeah, I think it probably is the right decision. Um, you know, I think he'd lost the dressing room by the end. Um, I, I think opinion on Sunday was that the players weren't playing for him. Um, also, big big calls made. Tony Watt and Charlie Mulgrew were on the bench. It's also kind of a sign that potentially lost the dressing room a week. But I'm actually more surprised at how okay, there's a wee with them today. Um, and it's more to do with kind of recruitment, etc. And aimed at our sporting director, Tony Ashgar. Um, Jack Ross has kind of been left with, you know, all, albeit a very good squad, but a quite an unbalanced squad. I'm kind of 50-50 on it, to be honest. I think that you've got to work with what you've got. And he, ultimately, we were set up wrong. Anytime you get beat 0-9-0, it's not a good thing. Yeah, you, know, you two have been in the managerial game and I think everyone acknowledges it's, it's changed. It's changing all the time. There would have been a time when no matter what had happened, 71 days is just it's just too soon. But is that just where we're at? Is, is that now an acceptable time? That I think, I, I think looking, I think the board have made the decision because it was the manner of the defeat. Yeah. Look, I've been involved in a game against Rangers where I've documented I lost seven and it's the hardest thing in the world to take. It's a sleepless night for a few nights, let me tell you. Jim's been in positions as well in management. We take the good with the bad. You're hoping for a bit of support. He'd lost, <clears throat> I heard Stuart saying lost to dressing room. I don't like that or that. But he'd lost to fans as well. You know, the fans had probably no belief in him. I liked the fact they come out and they had to face it. But he looked a beaten man to me. Sometimes you can just tell with someone's body language and when they're doing their interview, he looked a beaten man. He, he didn't look like he had the answers. He's got a very good squad, Gordon. And yes, I think eyebrows were raised when you've got a guy, Tony Watts' ability. Okay, he's not been fine in the back of the net. Let's be honest about that. Charlie McGrew's a very experienced player and a very good player, especially in these games against Celtic. I think you need your best players on the pitch. So there's obviously something there he decided to go without those two. That probably wouldn't have made a, a difference because Celtic were absolutely terrific. But I think it is, I hate to see any manager losing their job because I, I think you've got to have transfer windows. I think you've got to get the backing of the of the, uh, the support and everyone in concern. But the results and the way they lost mm. at the weekend, it, it was a no-brainer I for mean, me. He's been in charge for seven competitive games, mm-hmm. Jim, but really it's four games that's got on the sack because it was yeah. only a couple of weeks ago everyone was lauding the home yeah. performance against AZ Alkmaar. Yeah. So I assume Jack Ross hasn't Changed his managerial style Too much since then So On the back of four games But as Gordon says Does there become a point When the results are just too heavy Yeah I mean I don't know If sure it was at the, the home game Against Hazes Alkmaar But you know I mean I watched yeah. it And the United were Tremendous I mean one nothing That should have been More than that A f- fantastic goal The atmosphere at Tandice Was old school uh, Tandice You know It was going back to the heydays you know, and everyone was waxing lyrical about the performance and, you know, the, the, the factors of how they played in the result. And obviously, even in the first game of the season, away to Commander, it was an injury time equaliser that Commander got. And so, you're right, he's really been judged on the four games. I don't quite agree with Gordon in the sense of whether it's Tony Watt or Charlie McGrew. They, those those players had played in the previous games, you know, they the, the, the lost a significant number of goals and games. So he had to try something. It's like Gia, uh, Giovanni Van Brockers, he left Morelos out, went across, um, won the game, Kolak scores, no one mentions Morelos. If he loses that, believe me, mm. people would say, why is Morelos not there? So when you lose the game, people start to look at the players you've left out. But those players have been part of something over the last month. 
I, I, I don't know what the balance of the team is. Stuart knows. I, I, I agree with him to some extent. I, I think they need more defensive solidity mm. in midfield. I think you play Celtic and you play all mm. footballers, for want of a better phrase, you're going to be in trouble yeah. because Celtic will dominate it, but not to the extent that they happen, did. I don't yeah. think anyone could anticipate how. After the first 15 minutes, for instance, you know, because the DNA started okay, but after about the first 15 minutes, mm. they just capitulated. Yeah, I mean, I think Jack Ross was asked about that as well, you know, a defensive mm. midfielder, and he mm. said it was it was too easy, you know, an accusation to mm. make. Stuart, um, that phrase, lost the dressing room, it's one of these mm. great ones that just comes around, and it's sort of tough to, to prove unless you personally know people within the dressing room and their feelings to, to Jack Ross. What was it about the performance on Sunday that, that makes you think that? I've seen accusations... People say it looks like the Dundee United players have chucked it. I'm sure they would um, disagree with that. Is that what it felt like for, from a fan's perspective? Yeah, to be honest with you, I wasn't there for the, the 8th or the 9th. Um, but uh, yeah, it did. It felt a bit like you know the towel was thrown in. You can see kind of, you know, Tanner's been quite quiet at times, you know, and particularly in results like that. And you can hear what the players are saying to each other. You know, there was an incident when Middleton's running down the line. Sorry, he's taking a boy down the line and he's going to McMahon, you're a man, you're a man. It just leaves them and then they start swearing each other once the goal goes in. And you think, like, just little things like that, just like that you think this isn't right. You know, like 9 0, you know, things can happen. Like I always said, like, easy outcome could happen. We're not an experienced team in Europe. First goal went in and, you know, it kind of felt like capitulation. Then Celtic, you know, we're kind of used to playing against bigger sides. We should know how to set up, get an experienced head in there, be able to kind of calm it down, you know, sit back a wee bit, defend, be a bit more solid. It just felt a bit like you know we weren't really trying at the end, and it was embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, Jim and Gordon, you've seen mm-hmm. a lot of bad goals conceded, mm-hmm. and especially against teams that that can you know rip you apart. Mm-hmm. But there was something really alarming, was there not? Yeah, yeah, I think I think their heads went. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Uh, Stuart saying that I, I don't. It's a difficult one because when you're getting the run around it, and when the other team is uh, uh, were exceptional, you have to say that Celtic were exceptional. Um, you do look deflated You sometimes look as if you're throwing the towel on It's not always the case It's the case as You just don't know what to do I mean you, you're absolutely You know you're, you're you're getting battered from every angle And sometimes you, as, as Stuart said Players are arguing amongst themselves To get frustrated And that's all frustration and anger mm-hmm. the, 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 As I say The, the disappointing thing I think If you're a Dundee United fan Is there didn't seem to be a lot of fight and, and you're not wanting people kicking them and getting red cards and all these kind of stuff but they just seemed to accept mm-hmm. it and I think there was the fact is that it looked as if they had accepted I um, think that, that's that's stuck in the throats of the fans yeah I think that's where you're right they and the board ultimately some of, some of the goals Celtic mm-hmm. Celtic when they got the two, three, four all of a sudden the, it was party time for them we've been there as, if you're dominating a game you'll try your flicks you'll try your wee fancy passes everything come off for them and Jim's right sometimes it gets deflected away Celtic were absolutely brilliant at the weekend and I come out with the greatest statement in the world because I thought Dundee United with the players experience the lift at the full house I said on Saturday Celtic won the game, but they'll not steamroller Dundee United. <laughs> and Another my God, that's, that is certainly come back to bite me. But um, mm. I think that you're talking about chucking it. I think just taking a bit of responsibility. Some of the marking, for instance, it's, uh, it was just mm. absolutely... It was too easy for the classic Celtic. Well, this played. is the reaction from mm. Dundee United today. Football moves on quickly. They have a game against Livingston in the League mm. Cup tomorrow night. Uh, Liam Fox will be in charge for that one. He was part of Jack Ross's backroom staff, so that's not a particularly easy situation. Here's what he had to say. Disappointing because of my, my um, relationship with Jack... But we can't hide behind the fact that the results haven't been good enough. So 
people above me have made that decision and uh, I'm in a position tomorrow to, to take the team so we've all been in this game long enough to know that it happens and it'll happen again and it'll happen to another manager probably very very soon but I think it's important that the players and staff everybody just takes a wee second to reflect in the part that they've all played in that and obviously Jack's the guy that takes the fall for it and I think the players will do that I think we'll, they will reflect and look at themselves and and like I say, I'm not going to repeat myself, but we need to see a response. I think that the players have had a couple of bad, heavy defeats. I don't think they, they threw the towel in, though. No. I don't. I just think that there was a lack of confidence. Stuart, where is the balance between uh, an underperforming manager who has to go and the team of players that have got the manager the sack? Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I think, um, you know, it's, it's a real difficult one to say, but I think the players have to... Ultimately, take responsibility for it. You know, like as, as been, you guys have just mentioned there, that against Alkmaar at home, everything looked set up really well. You know, like um, so, I think the players ultimately have to take responsibility. Leon Fox is an interesting kind of take. He, he wanted the job in the summer. Um, he was kind of deemed too inexperienced at that point, um, but he's been part of the last kind of two or three backroom staffs. And you know, last year we were set up really well, really kind of three at the back, took a lot of points off the old firm. We would have never get, got beaten like that, Alkmaar or Celtic, with Tam Courts in charge. And I, I, was, I wasn't you know, a massive fan of the way Tam Courts played football. So we be interested to see what Liam Fox does tomorrow night. And then I assume that he'll get the Motherwell game too. I'd imagine we'll pick up some positive results. He's the booty's favourite, so he might ultimately end up getting the job. Yeah, it would be interesting seeing other names mentioned already. Duncan Ferguson uh, being one of them. We'll keep an eye on that. Thank you to Stuart. Let's bring in Derek uh, he's actually a Hibs fan, but well qualified then, I guess, to discuss the recent managerial record of Jack Ross. What did you make of that news today, Derek? Uh, I hope he's can hear me alright. I'm on the hands be like, but, um, I just can't believe that they've sacked him so quickly. And Jim and Gordon on the show, they know what it's like to be a manager at a football club. But I think Jack Ross was doing a really good job at Hibs. And they get rid of him and brought Sean Maloney in, who brought in too many players and tried to deal with the team too quickly in a quick success scenario. The Hibs have done the exact same thing again with Lee Johnson. It's just not working. But as far as Jack Ross goes, I just think it's shocking that Dundee United decided they were going to bring the guy in and for a couple of bad results, that's it. Everybody says, right, get him out. It's sad that it's come to this now. Do you think? Do you think you can, though, Derek? Do you think you can dig in and be patient when it's twenty-three goals in four games? Well, goals, fair enough. I can understand that, but you've got to give the guy a chance. It's not going to happen overnight. You know what I mean? I just, I just kind of believe it that, that they'll get rid of him. They'll bring somebody else in. We'll not have any money to spend. They'll have the same squad of players that. Some of them are probably not even trying for what they're getting paid. I, I would be cracking up as a Dundee United supporter. I wish when it was a hip scenario. This is this is where you two, you know, that's why people like me will never understand why you want to get involved in the madness because you can kind of see where Derek's coming from. Whilst you can't defend the last four games, you know, the facts will remain. Jack Ross has now been sacked twice in eight months, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone then, that, that, that's a fact. That's yeah. a black mark on the CV. Mm-hmm. Everyone is going to use that to say Jack Ross is a bad manager, which is fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Um, 
But it doesn't stop to take into account that as far as Derek's concerned, who's a Hibs fan, mm-hmm. they sacked him too early. And, and in fact, Ron Gordon, the Hibs yeah. man, uh, owner, owner, has said as much mm-hmm. in the last few months. Yeah. But that, that, that's not going to keep but Jack he, Ross warm. He also said that 19 games was more than enough for, for Sean Maloney. Uh, you know, Jack's you said seven games. But the difficulty now, and, and we know this, Gordon, we've said this many times now, is, you know, there's so many influences, things that influence a manager's, um, you know, tenure now. For me, the board should have been taking a step back, and, and maybe they did. You know, don't get me wrong, they, we're not privy to this, but maybe take a step back, take the, the result in isolation and look at the structure of the football club. If you're mm. within the club and you think the club is, I don't mean, take, you know, the 9 nothing, but if you look as if, you know, other aspects of the club and the style of football and the uh, organisational mm. side and the recruitment side, and all these things are going well, then you've got to leave the manager there. If you think all of that plus the result yeah. is not working, then you make the choice. I mean, Southampton manager uh, Ralph Hassan has lost nine twice, twice, mm. twice. Still, no, still on the job because they looked at the bigger picture and yeah. thought, no, well, listen, in the bigger picture, we think he's taking the club the, the way the club want to go. So I'm presuming Dundee United must have looked at this from the, the summer days, and five, thought, this, is, this ago, is not working. Uh, Jim, yeah. Tony Ashgard came out yeah. and said, basically, look, this is the way forward. Yeah. So it's obviously Sunday. I think that, that everything combined, the way that Dundee United lost, mm-hmm. Celtic were terrific, we'll keep saying that. I think the fans were leaving in their droves. So, you you look at St Mirren was a poor one, 3 0 at home. Um, they look, they lost seven away from home. They go to Tyne Castle and they got opened up left, right, and centre, lost four there. So, as much as Tony Asgard come out before the Celtic game, I just think that was the final nil. Mm. Well, and it is interesting because, look, it's been the day of managers getting sacked on the back of 9 0. Mm-hmm. We won't, yeah, we won't deal with Scott Parker mm-hmm. too much, but I just thought mm-hmm. it was an interesting comparison. Because they mm-hmm. were the perfect example of what you said. They were talking about, you know, mm-hmm. Scott Parker and the club are just not aligned. That you know they've mm-hmm. got they've got differences and, mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. And you saw his interview after mm-hmm. the game. There clearly wasn't something mm-hmm. right there. But, but uh, at the moment, until we hear any differently, yeah. it does seem to be well, Dundee United is about the results. Yeah, so Gordon, I'm sure um, Gordon's the same. You know, I, I've lost my job through a difference of opinion and direction, if you want to call it that. Mm. You know, if the club are saying we want to do this with the club, and I'm saying. I don't agree with you. I don't think that'll work. And they'll say, "Well, that's the direction we're going to go down." And you say, "Well, you're, you're not going to go down it with me." <laughs> and yeah. they, or they'll say that if you're not if you're not prepared to do this, then we have to we have to you know decide to go our separate ways. And that's that's the case. That happens, you know, many many times because a manager has a has his idea. Sometimes the club, whether it be the, the chief executive or the director of football, whoever's running that side of it, the football side, have a different direction. So yeah. it looks as if. Jack Ross was perhaps looking to do it. I mean, we, we can only guess this, but looks as if Jack's maybe want to go one way and maybe Tony or the mm. board is want to go another way and ultimately it's been unsuccessful. Where does Jack Ross go from here then, Derek? Sorry? Where does Jack Ross go from here? I don't know. As you say, it's a black mark in the CV, but the thing what I was going to say, I know it's a hypothetical. They could bring in Duncan Ferguson, who's a legend at Dundee United probably, and if he's not got the money to spend and he's got the same squad of players... What happens if he goes out and they get beat 7-0 or 9-0 for Rangers? Who's the second top team in Scotland? What does the day then? Do they get rid of him? Just the same as what they've done with Jack Ross? It just doesn't make sense. There's no loyalty anywhere. And I can understand what Gordon and Jim are saying, what the manager side of things. But no loyalty nowadays. It's just a quick fix. And if the results are not there, 
Thank you very much. Hang around the door, we'll bring somebody else in. All right, Derek. Thank you very much. 01419511025. It's a big one, this, because I can see fans of all clubs, you know, wanting to have their say. So please do keep them coming in. Uh, Rangers fans, are you on your way to Ibrooks for tonight? What are you hoping for? How many changes? Who do you want to see? One eye on Saturday, perhaps. Pick up the phone, and we will go to Ibrooks next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL is here I was going to say joined by Jim Duffy But I've got a new shout You noticed this He's sporting some new facial hair I can't get any other type of hair So I may as well have some oh, facial well, that's one. See where I'm going with this What do you think? Take a look at him Who right. is he, Who's he a dead ringer for now With that white goatee? Dead ringer for love I have no idea Ever seen Breaking Bad? Ah, oh, Breaking Bad, oh, there you go Incredible There you go It's been bugging yeah. me since we started Who is it that Jim Duff Mike uh, Mike, what's, it, what's, it, what's, his, son, what's his surname? Er, uh, Erman Trout I don't think that's important are you, t- are you taking that as a compliment? Or mm, a I don't know It can be a compliment Because Gordon's dished out yeah. I think it is Also particularly good Because he's wearing the black t-shirt He looks, <laughs> he looks quite threatening I'm nah, telling you listen, I think looks can be deceiving I've told you it's it's it, By the way yeah, Well done shout, isn't yeah, it? Thanks Thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll need to do that At some point Anyway No, no one wants a photo uh, me. Back, to the, back to the less serious <laughs> stuff Like Jack Ross Losing his job And you know Rangers playing mm. In the League Cup And so on uh, Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu It was his Celtic team That dished out the defeat Which caused the end If you like uh, For Jack Ross So he was asked about it today And feels it's just indicative Of the impatience Surrounding modern day football I think we all realise the, the industry we're in and the, and the position we all hold And, and the repercussions When things aren't going well um, You know There's less I guess patience And tolerance these days For, for things not going well People um, feel like change is, is the only Sort of recourse When, when things Aren't going well You know Days gone by, we maybe were a little bit more patient, but yeah, you know, that's the industry we're in. I think we're all aware of it. As I said, I think it's the nature of football in in the current climate, and I don't see it changing because there's such a a real visceral response to things these days because there are so many opinions and so much external pressures and you know scrutiny on everything that happens. Um, you know, I've said in the past when I first started managing, you could wait till. Monday's papers before the, you know, the pressure started. But nowadays it's, you know, the full-time whistle is, is already you know, stuff happening. So it's just the world we live in. And Well, Ange, I don't know if you listened to last night's show, but there was a caller suggesting that you should have just stopped scoring at four or five. And if they had, Jack Ross would still be in a job. Yeah, mm-hmm. would yeah. He? Jack, Jack will not be liking him today, let me tell <laughs> exactly. you. No Christmas uh, card. Exactly. Um, Look, uh, you go to Dundee United, we can pick the faults, we can argue the questions, but somewhere along the line, you've got to yeah. give them credit on Sunday. I thought they were brilliant. Let's bring in Andy. I do not love about this story. It shows you how big a deal mm-hmm. it is, and I know often we just talk about, you know, Glasgow's big too, but there are fans of so many different teams phoning in to have their say. Andy's a Motherwell fan. Uh, I don't know if this is a good thing for you, Andy. You're up against Dundee United next. Oh, Muddle's a registered charity. Every time we come up against a team and needs a result, we give them three points. Absolute given. Uh, I just think the way Jack Ross has been handled in this affair is absolutely diabolical. Seven matches isn't enough time to put his own sort of method in place. I think what the board have done is kind of just try to draw a line in the, you know, this season. That, that result's history. Get rid of the manager, we start afresh, we can forget about it. And Scottish management or managing the Scottish League's becoming a bit like the gig economy. You can only get three, four months at it and then you're bombed. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. It's 
I mean, you look at mm. the the tenure of mm. you know Ange Postecoglou is, is nearly one of the longest serving managers <laughs> now, which is incredible. You know, Callum Davidson, yeah. David Martindale, Robbie Nielsen, I think out. I mean, even Callum was under pressure last year, wasn't he? And get, he survived with the playoffs, and would they have survived if they wouldn't have won in the playoffs? I mean, listen, you know, I, I agree with Andy. Obviously, f- from from the managerial side, you need time. And sometimes you need to find the guys that are standing side by side with you in the dressing room, you know, and around the club. And it takes you a bit of time um, to, to, to find those type of guys. And the ones that are not, you can, can you move out? Are you able to move out? Um, is there a financial um, consequence to it? You know, all these type of things. So there's a lot of, a lot of work that has to be done in a very mm. short period of time. But I thought Ange Postacoglu spoke really, really well there. I think that, uh, you know, in, in saying... You know how instant football is now. I mean, we do it on this program, and, and you know yourself, Gordon. Right after the game on a Saturday, the phones are melting. <laughs> you know they're, they're red hot, and that's because it is instant. And if you get a volume of that over a concerted number of weeks, a very short period of weeks, but four or five weeks tops, mm-hmm. then you'll be under pressure if the results aren't going. Although your Andy, way. your team sacked a manager before mm-hmm. the league season even started. Now I get that he was there last season. Um, if you had watched your team concede 23 goals in four games, finishing with a nine, would you not be calling for the manager to go? Listen, I've played golf with Gordon and we've talked about Motherwell many a time. Watching Motherwell last season was painful. And watching them getting beat 3 nothing or 7 nothing makes me odds. If your team's dreadful, your team's dreadful. The one thing I would love to see, though, I'd love to see a team pick the players that have let the manager down and pick them. See, that's it. You're finished at this club. You'll play a contract that we're going to bring the kids in. Somebody said to me last week, week before, I would rather see a youth team player from Motherwell coming through and making a backside it than some of the defenders that we've got in the team who have been on Motherwell big money. Um, I would rather see teams doing that. Identify the ones that have let you down, the ones that have let the manager down. Bring in the kids and say, right, now's your chance to make a name for yourself. Is this where the... The, the gig is harder, if if you like, for Jack Ross, or, or it's easier to criticise, because he he got quite a rare situation where he inherited a team that finished the season well. They, they finished fourth. They, they qualified for Europe. They then, to most people's mind, did good business. Brought Dylan Levitt back, really popular. Added experienced striker uh, like Stephen Fletcher. Losing the goalkeepers clearly been an issue. Um, but you know, Dundee United fans had high hopes to begin with, and then especially after the first Alkmaar game. Yeah, um, I think when you look at the the investment that they put in there, the you know they're regarded as paying decent money and attracting uh, experienced players and good players. Um, I think that if you look at the the club, what they'd have probably sat down after a nine nil and thought to themselves, "Is this going the right direction?" Because Jim's right. You, sometimes you just don't go and sack a manager after seventy one days if you th- clearly think, "Look." It's been a bad three, four games that, that obviously he's been judged on with the amount of goals he's lost. Of course it has. But if you feel the structure's right, if you feel the players are right, you feel that you can go over it, then you ride that out. But obviously Dundee United, Tony Asgard and the board didn't feel that was the way to go forward with Jack Ross. Now, I know what Andy's saying about young players and you finish players that are experienced that have let you down and players did mm. let the managers down let's not get kiddy they get an easy ride sometimes for me they they let the players down they let the club down but sometimes the young players they're not ready for that stage yet yeah. Gordon in their development and I think it's unfair just to say throw the kids in 
You know what I mean? If you go to Celtic kind of Park, for Dundee United last season, though. Yeah, yeah, but but it depends on the quality of your younger kids. Yeah, they'll be the same got. kids, I assume. It's the same clubs, well, same team. Obviously, Jack Ross at that time didn't think that it was mm. way forward for him. Uh, it's interesting because that's now fan a fan of Hibs, a fan of Motherwell coming on and saying this is unfair on Jack Ross. It's too quick. It's seven games. It's ten weeks. I noticed that the first. When we put this on Twitter today, the first reply uh, from Callum Quinn says, "Announce producer Callum's tears," which I oh, thought was geez. I thought was quite good. So we'll give him his we'll give him his moment. Did Dundee United fans mostly feel this is the right call? Yeah, I think so. Um, I've spoken to you're you know, broken. You're a, you're <laughs> a know, broken man. No, I'm done. Um, I think my dad, my mates, or my dad's pals, people I know who are big Dundee fans, all feel the same. How do you? How do you come back from 9-0? I think the fans had kind of given up wow. on Jack. Look how serious he's been. Yeah. I know. He yeah. sounds so... I mean, I know the Amsterdam thing's still there. He's yeah. still carrying the after Iceland, effects of that. everything. Liverpool. Callum's a fan, and he is devastated. So you can imagine, if you're in the dressing room, and the players are like that, and you, some of them are still young players, even if they're not playing every week, they're still in and around there. So they feel that, mm. that pressure. The manager feels it, the staff, everybody... And you know that every time you go out, the pressure increases, you know, tenfold. Yeah. And by half time at the weekend, there, you know, you 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 literally, you know, know that you know the the, the end is nigh. And and as I say, it's so so difficult because those players will realise yeah. that as well. Fans realise from outside, but the pressure within the dressing room must have been absolutely enormous. And I think that something probably had to give. And, and you know, obviously, when that's the case. Invariably, it's a manager loses his job. Hey, that was great, but there's people mm. trying to phone in. Yeah, so if you could go and answer them, he, he really puts on a good sad face. I noticed that. They've, they've, that's they've, just yeah. his normal look. That is very post very Amsterdam. Good. That's oh, just his yeah. normal demeanour. Uh, thank you to Andy in Motherwell. We've got another Andy on the line, but let's let's make it a hat trick. We've got Andrew McLean as well, mm. who's at Ibrooks for us tonight. Yeah, well, Rangers ended that long wait for another another domestic win, uh, cup win, when they beat Hearts in the Scottish Cup final at the end of last season. And as much as the priority this year is obviously to try and win back the Premiership title from Celtic and be as successful as possible in the Champions League, any type of silverware is still key. And this is the start of their domestic cup journey tonight. They're up against Queen of the South, who were obviously relegated from the Championship last season. They haven't had a great start in League One either. They sit down in eighth place, just five points from five games as well. Their latest result, a 3-1 loss to Falkirk on Saturday. So this is a game Rangers should win and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has made plenty of changes too to the starting lineup because of course there's some huge games coming up. Celtic away on Saturday and Ajax away next week as well. So Alan McGregor returns in goal. His first appearance of the season. The back four young Adam Devine comes in at right back. He's highly rated by people in the Rangers academy. They see him in the mould of Nathan Patterson really so it's Adam Devine Leon King it looks as if it will be Ryan Jack at centre back and then Ridvan Yilmaz at left back a midfield three of Stephen Davis Glenn Kamara and Scott Arfield it will be Fashion Sakala and Robbie Matondo either side of young striker Robbie Ewer who was on the bench last week in Eindhoven he of course is the sort of deputy to Antonio Cholak at the moment with Alfredo Morelos out and Kamar Roof injured the Rangers bench tonight McCrory, Sands, Barisic, Fraser, McCann, Wright and Seal, Lovelace and Stevens don't quite have the Queen of the South team for you yet Very interesting indeed Andy is on the line Andy, what do you make of that Rangers team? We knew there would be changes there's quite a few in there Yeah, well that's that's probably I say the producer and uh, the names that I mentioned to the producer are pretty much all in there 
um, much the way I thought it would go. Uh, we've got to look to Parkhead and Saturday. Um, I know it's maybe some people say it's better playing than this kind of thing, but it's definitely the kind of team I thought would be out tonight. And I thought McGregor or Young McCrory, but I said it'd probably be McGregor, and it is. And I think it's only fair that Alan gets his chance as well. Um, yeah, it's interesting, Gordon. I almost don't know where to start. There's so many. So Alan McGregor, very quickly, we're in a stage where he gets the odd game against Queen of the South in the League mm-hmm. Cup. But, but here we are. Um, not seen a lot of Ridvan Yilmaz, so it'll be interesting to see him. Ryan Jack, apparently playing at centre-back. Um, youngsters Divine playing at right back uh, you're up front so there's quite a lot in there yeah and, and King and at the centre back uh, <clears throat> it's very strange to hear a Rangers team without Goldson and Tavernier <laughs> and it, no, no matter who they played they were not even on the bench not yeah. exactly so he's obviously got he's, as Andrew quite rightly pointed out there's there's massive games coming up at the weekend and next week but you look at that there's good opportunity there for Divine I don't know um, what yeah. Jim's thought I, I like the boy King I think yeah. he just looks A natural talented player Yilmaz at, mm-hmm. at left back He's 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 got a lot to prove tonight It's a good opportunity Still strong in the middle of the park yeah, Good experience think, yeah. in there uh, Jim Bags of pace mm-hmm. on the flanks as well So uh, Look Queen of South would need A, a miracle tonight Because that team's still mm-hmm. Too good for them Especially at Ibrox mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be interesting To see how that develops yeah, I mean, I think that uh, you, you, you're always going to sprinkle it with youngsters and, uh, you know, obviously the experience of Davis and McGregor and, and, and amongst our field as well. Jack should be able to comfortably play at the back because they'll dominate the ball. So you're really just looking to get the ball from McGregor and look to build up uh, build up the play um, through the thirds. And, and I think that that's, that's what we're doing. As Gordon said, you've got the pace up front and young Ewer as well getting the chance through the middle. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I think that, I mean, if, if Lowry, who had got injured um, against... Um, the Martin there uh, uh, last week if he'd have been fit I'm sure he'd have been involved sure. as well I'm a wee bit surprised Stephen Kelly's not involved I know um, you know maybe looks as if he's maybe going to go and loan or these kind of things but uh, you know it's, I don't think it's any surprise uh, to Andy and other rest Rangers fans and I think that's the way they would have wanted it I don't think they would have wanted any of their major players risk mm. I'm not quite sure the Morella situation well, that's the one that baffles me because he's not suspended for this is he? Uh, no he still is is he still suspended for this because of cup? Yeah, I wasn't it's sure. Yeah, it's the next two. So I think the first game he would be free right. of suspension right. would be Celtic anyway. All right, um, so he is suspended because I thought maybe if, if he had been available, nah, yeah, just not, to get minute, I know he's yeah. no fit and yeah. I know they'd be going about the whole. I'm also not sure he's had the, the sit down yet with Van Bronckhorst that was yeah. meant to come this week. What else is on your mind, Andy? Hey, well, it's only, I, got, I had tabs and goals and then uh, much the same as they were last year but obviously there are no but my other point was um, Jack Ross uh, I can be almost 100% certain uh, that Glasgow Rangers and Glasgow Celtic if we had went through the same trauma that um, Dundee United went through losing that number of goals in four games you can bet your boots that the manager of either team would have been out the door and would have been looking for a new one no way the Rangers fans or the Celtic fans would take losing nine goals, losing seven goals, losing four goals. It just wouldn't happen. And I thought Jack Ross would actually have went after the game on Saturday. Um, so I don't know where you... Well, I have heard them, Jim's thoughts and Gordon's thoughts, but... Yeah, I, I, that's a tough one though, Gordon. I get the point about standards, but it's hard to draw direct comparisons because who's going to beat Celtic or no. Rangers 9-0 domestically? I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know... 
in days gone by there have been heavy European defeats, but um, it's hard to compare those two situations. Yeah, isn't no, it? no, you you can't you can't compare them. Uh, you're totally right, but if they did happen to the American first, yeah, are, are we back in the day that Tony Mowbray you knows his job for losing four at St. Mun? Mm-hmm. I think like you know, I mean that that yeah, that, that was a after a couple of bad yeah, results. Yeah, again, that was the four. end of it. Yeah, it? but that's what I'm saying. But you. At that level, that's yeah, all you would need. Three or four, speaking, yeah, yeah. You know, the, 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 that 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 can be the, the final nail in the coffin. Thank you, Andy. A very very interesting Rangers team tonight. A number of changes. What do you make of that, Rangers fans? Are you on your way to the game? Are you going to be watching it? Who are you looking forward to seeing? How does this set you up for Saturday? Pick up the phone, and we will speak to you next. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Gordon Diel are here. Lots of reaction coming in to the sacking of Jack Ross. There's a big game at Ibrox, big in the sense that Rangers, of course, will want to progress in the League Cup and eventually uh, look towards winning that trophy later on in the season, but also big in the sense that Celtic is the destination on Saturday. And with that in mind, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has made a whole number of changes A very interesting team uh, For Rangers tonight Let's bring in Paul Who's a Rangers fan And see what He makes of it uh, Paul I guess Saturday is on the mind Are you happy enough To see that squad Heavily rotated tonight Hi uh, Listen thanks for letting me on Tonight um, Good show as always um, Yeah no I think Obviously Came through you know, Two hard matches With PSV and whatnot, And obviously With Celtic game Count on Saturday And I was going to talk to you About that um, aye, So I'm quite happy With a bit of squad rotation Don't want any you know, Kolak, for instance, I've got to watch, obviously, he's our main man now, so we want to kind of wrap him up and caught him well for this big game coming on Saturday. Um, so, yeah, it'll be good to see some of the other players coming through. Uh, you know, the guy at left back, what's his name again? Uh, Yilmaz. Yilmaz, yeah, interested to see him. Um, he's a promising development. Um, good to see McGregor getting a, a run out as well. And, you know, some of the other guys, like Sakala and whatever, just to keep... Keep them up with fitness, match fitness and whatnot. So I happy with that. Yeah, uh, I mean, Gordon. The, I mean, Red Van Yilmaz was signed for a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, he was, um, like three point two million. Yeah, you know, talking about right rising, you know, to to maybe towards mm-hmm. five million eventually. A long term deal, five year deal, in fact. Mm-hmm. So he's got time, but you know, he was clearly signed with some sort of intention of being first choice. So these. The chances have been few and far between, and he'll need to take them. Yeah, uh, and this is an opportunity tonight. Every every chance he gets, he'll need to make sure that he's on top of his game. He come in for big money. I think a lot of fans would have probably thought he was going to be the number one left back. Um, Barisic, for me, I really like Gordon. I know that he's there's there's some fans out there not too keen. I just think he brings a lot to the to the left back position for Rangers, and I think Yilmaz needs big performances to. To remove him from that uh, spot Because right now Barisic is the number one left back for me And you see with these big games coming up It'll probably be him at starts But I think it's a gr- it's great for if you're a Rangers fan Going along to Ibrox tonight Young Devine, everybody's talking about him I, I keep talking about the boy King And the good thing is There's a good strong experienced midfield uh, midfield there With Davis, Kamara, Arfield Which is going to help these kids You've got McGregor with the experience behind You've got Ryan Jack probably playing that centre half role And then in front of Devine for instance tonight Nilma You've got two flying machines. So it's quite simple. Just give them the ball and let them go and play. So I think that there'll be plenty of goals at Ibrox tonight. We see look, Celtic and Rangers obviously rotate their squads for these mm. games. 
Jim, one that's quite interesting is is Robbie Ewer because mm-hmm. generally Rangers and Celtic have a couple of strikers. So even mm-hmm. when it gets to these games, it's very rarely an academy number mm-hmm. nine, if you like. People always bemoan the fact that we as a nation, we don't produce really <laughs> yeah, young, you know, young centre forwards. Mm-hmm. But because of the Morelos thing, we all know that, mm-hmm. Kimar Roof. Mm-hmm. Um, we've actually seen a, a young Scottish player leading the line for, for Celtic or Rangers, which doesn't happen very often. Yeah, it's quite rare. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, but I think Paul and all the other Rangers fans love to see players coming through the ranks. You know, there's nothing better than seeing a, a, a young boy get an opportunity. And, and listen, you have to be fortunate when you're at a big club. A door has to open somehow and unfortunately for, for Rangers just now with Morelis' situation and then came our roof you know they would, they would love them to be involved and, and, and be ready because because of these games coming up the, you know the Celtic game and then the Champions League but for, for, for young, uh, young Robbie Ewer it gives him the perfect opportunity and God knows better than anybody sometimes you need that wee break mm. to go your way you could be you could be rattling in goals left right and centre but if you've got three Top strikers in front mm. of you. You'll never that door will never open. So this gives him a wee opportunity, a wee window to just to say to the Rangers fans, listen, you know I, I'm here, and also say yeah. to the gaffer, listen, I'm here. Yeah, you don't need to play a false number nine next time if somebody's injured. I can deputise. Yeah. You know, mm. like Joe Rebo had to do last year. I mean, Gordon, at this stage last year, Rangers played them Fairmont at home in the League Cup, beat them five nil. Connor Goldson still played. It got yeah. to January. They played Stirling Albion at home in the Scottish Cup. Tavernier. Uh, Connor Goldson still played uh, and James Tavernier played a lot of that game they were just very very rarely left out altogether there was, did it not happen towards the end of the season in the run up to Seville mm-hmm. and everyone was stunned so finally Giovanni Van Bonkers feels that it's appropriate to, to do that with yeah, those two I, I, yeah and I think it's the correct um, decision Gordon because I, I do think as Jim said there if you're a young player and I was very fortunate we had the reserves and if, like say, Big Derek, for instance, was the number nine at Rangers. If he get injured, you had an opportunity again and show what you could do. And it was brilliant. There was a, a there was a pathway there. Just now, that pathway is a m- bit more difficult with the the amount of quality in the squads that these teams uh, have got. So I think tonight, you know, mm. it was perfect for Divine to come in and King and the young lad up front as well. Um, and what he's done as well. And you don't want to get into a team playing against Queen of South tonight. Ibrox will be a healthy crowd there. You want that. You want to play with the Davises, the Camaras, the Arfields, Ryan Jackson, and McGregor. So it's it's a good night for these kids. Paul, weeks like this just blow apart that old cliche about taking one game at a time because no one's doing it. The Rangers manager isn't taking one game at a time because look at his rotation. You're not either because I know you want to talk about Saturday. Hi. So. Um... <clears throat> Just to see what the guys think of this um, I know Gordon's a big fan of Sands And if you listen back to all my calls I've, I've been a bit of a cricket at him to be honest um, I still, you know, he, he's pulled, you know He was quite lucky not to get sent off the other, the other time um, To me, he gets caught out sometimes And the way Celtic have been playing I would imagine they're going to target him and That's what I would do if I was a Celtic coach um, I still think, you know, Ben Davies I, I read there he was and Broncos said he was out for a wee bit of a problem but it seems to be a big problem because he's still not anywhere near coming back yeah, uh, let, me, let me put that to them Paul sorry to, to button it's just running a bit short in time what do you make of that Gordon James uh, Sands has gone from getting maligned against USG to mm-hmm. then being brilliant against PSV and everyone's saying he can be great and he reads the game and then at the weekend everyone's on because he should have been sent off and now Paul's got his concerns it feels yeah, very up and down mi- at the moment mixed bag I don't I think, I think the manager will put him in there at the weekend with full confidence you know the threat that Celtic hold up in that forward line. They've got terrific players, of course they have. But if you're Eindhoven, 
You'd have probably thought the same, right? We'll target Sands here because he's not a natural mm. centre back. I thought Sands was the best player on the pitch over there. I thought the way he read the game, I thought Connor Goldstone had a sort of mm. a ropey start and Sands was there for him. He'd one bad ba- pass in the full game for me. Apart from that, he was excellent. So you'd, you'd focus on the positives from that rather than the negatives from Ross County? Uh, yeah, I think I think the boy, uh, uh, if I'm honest, he should have been off the pitch. He'd get caught out. Um, sometimes Gordon Against opposition Depending on who it is You can go a bit slack We've all we've all done it I don't think you'll go slack Against Celtic Thank you very much to Paul It's that time of the night Already Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Quite frankly Last night's Beat the pundit Was a shambles So hopefully We get a bit more luck The contestants phone just cut out halfway through Oh no So We sort of had to get someone else on But then had they heard the questions <laughs> oh, And we no. think Andy Halliday lost in a tiebreaker And then we also mm. think I counted them up wrong And in fact he did listen It was a, it was just a shambles mm. You know what you talk about You're only as good as your last game Or we're going to be only as good as our next game okay. Tonight's Beat the Pundit Is going to be flawless 01419511025 And Here's an extra incentive As if embarrassing Jim Duffy Or Gordon Dale is not enough for you Just for getting on to beat the pundit tonight You're going to get yourself a pair of tickets To the Virgin Bet Gold Cup at Air Racecourse It's on the 17th of September You don't even need to get any questions right Just for getting through to take part We will give you the tickets So pick up that phone and call us before 7 o'clock Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Played one super scoreboard Gordon DL and Jim Duffy are here It's 01419511025 If you're just joining us We've been reacting to the news That Jack Ross has been sacked by Dundee United So give us your thoughts there Rangers fans on the way to the game Or settling down to watch it at home A number of changes from the manager Some youngsters given a chance uh, Some squad rotation What do you make of that? At Celtic fans We're about to hear from Ange Postacoglu On what the rest of the transfer window may look like So this would be a great time to get your thoughts in on that 01419511025 Give us a shout and we'll do this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Okay, Beat the Pundit time We did say last night's wasn't a classic Let's see if we can go better tonight In the company of Grant from Falkirk How's it going Grant? Has it gone alright? Yeah, not bad at all What's got more chance of happening? You beating the pundit Or Rangers having a comfortable victory tonight? Rangers comfortable mm, win I don't know what that, don't know what that says I mean, they are big favourites anyway But I don't know what that says about Grant's chances Heads, it will be Jim Duffy And tails, it will be Gordon DL And it is tails It's Gordon DL up against Grant From Falkirk What's the recent record like? 50% It's not great, is it? Uh I think you've got a chance Grant. I, I can't put my finger on it I think he's I don't feel like he's fully fit tonight That's just the vibe you're giving off <laughs> I need my back's <laughs> I, mean, um, I think Grant is more of an emotional thing It's still those abandonment issues Since I'm no longer travelling with him mm. I saw him coming into the mm. car park on his own tonight Just look you look lost without me quite, I do quite ah, frankly. A petrol, That's what's panicking him Oh exactly well, that, that is true <laughs> I'm using my bus pass now uh, Anyway let's Give Gordon something else To listen to So that he can't hear What's going on We'll put 30 seconds On the clock Grant And it, it could not be Simpler Just answer as many as you can And if you don't know Pass and move on To the next one okay 
boys. Right, let's go then. 30 seconds going on this clock. And your time starts now. Uh, name the only Rangers player currently on loan from a German team. Uh, Tillman. Who managed more Celtic games, John Barnes or Lou Mackay? Uh, Name either of the last two Dundee United managers To manage over 50 games uh, Which major domestic trophy Did Craig Beattie win with Hearts in 2012 uh, Scottish Cup Which Aberdeenshire team Have the newest stadium in the SPFL Rangers. Which Scottish Premiership side stadium Is the most southerly in the country mm, You'll kick yourself When you realise what the wording was there Grant let's bring back Gordon Can you hear us I can you ready? Loud and clear Right come on Right do let's go I'm up for Knee us. to chest or something Just to get the, the blood pumping Are you ready? I'm, I'm pumping I'm pumping Right dear uh, Let's go Right Name the only Rangers player Currently on loan From a German team um, Tell me Who managed more Celtic games John Barnes or Lou McCarry uh, Lou McCarry Name either of the last two Dundee United managers To manage over 50 games Robbie Nielsen which major domestic trophy did Craig Beattie win with Hearts in 2012? Scott. Which Aberdeenshire team have the newest stadium in the SPFL? Cove. Which Scottish Premiership side stadium is the most southerly in the country? Where's that? Uh, Kilmarnock. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, what's the verdict, Grant? Ah, he's done me, ain't he? Oh, he's, he's done me, he <laughs> says. Way, Grant. Nah. See you oh, later, big stuff. I don't know, Malik Tillman, you both got it. Suddenly listen to the question. No, Grant. And do you know what? That's usually what he does as well. <laughs> um, Malik Tillman, you both got that one all. Lou McCarry managed five more Celtic games than John Barnes. Mm-hmm. Well done. You both got it, whether it was a guess. Good game, good game, Grant. Or not. Uh, Ray McKinnon managed 73 games for Dundee United, and so did Robbie Nielsen, Nielsen. made it to 70. So I'm afraid Gordon Dale takes the lead. Mm-hmm. Pains me to say You both knew that Craig Beattie won the Scottish Cup You both knew that Cove Rangers have the newest stadium in the SPFL uh-huh. Pretty tight Well I could be in trouble here, I could um, be a tiebreaker Well which Scottish Premiership side stadium is the most southerly in the country? He did a you He said Queen of the South They're certainly not in the Premiership yeah. And you said come on, yeah. which is bang on right. Is it? That is incredibly <laughs> Mr. Geography has turned <laughs> over a new leaf. What? Tell me, how many did I score there? One, two, three, four, a, f- a six. six. Oh, Grant, you ain't beating me in that form. Six, there. four. I don't believe I've been done on geography with Gordon DL. Oh. I know, Grant. That is the lowest of the low. Don't tell me you're a geography yeah, teacher or something. Oh, uh, listen, mate. Uh, where, where did he say Queen South? <laughs> Go and study Listen, and come back next United week United States of Arab oh, meets Amsterdam here He's <laughs> suddenly getting very cocky By the way Ivanhoe will be listening over in Tenerife Who's Ivanhoe? Wilson he'll have his, What's the, he'll have his what's the relevance? Is Ivanhoe no? Ivanhoe I don't think Ivanhoe was a knight He was a knight Ivanhoe Ah there you go Ivanhoe was oh, a knight Oh because Mark's he's medieval yeah. Medieval oh, He's a medieval knight in Tenerife put, Get, get uh, Black Arthur on that's put my, my um, percentage <laughs> right up, Jim. Listen, that's you over the 50%, Martin. You're in, you're in oh, the positive. I'll be, I'll, I'll be leading. I'll be leading the board. Ben, your school report. Mm, I don't know about that, I must admit. Right, well, thank you very <laughs> much to Grant uh, in Falkirk. Call on Honestly, you uh, and geography. I thought it was a, never going to work. impressive six, by the way. By the way, I was happy with my performance tonight, I've got to mm-hmm. say. I was, you gave me a wee bit of... I was under pressure, but I obviously... There's a lot of was. character there in me. A lot of you character. Did. When they, I dug deep, Jim. You did. I was impressed. Rolled the sleeves up, and Thank you, mate. Um, speaking of your colleague, 
he's lot, not listening. Did is you he? He? No, he's not. But he's in. Well, he might be. So he's in Tenerife, as you've <laughs> yeah. just explained. So when Dundee United sacked the manager today, mm-hmm. this station thought, "Well, who are we going to turn to? A Dundee United legend <laughs> to give us." His reaction <laughs> so, they, so they got in touch with him To see if he could Give his reaction I mean it was early on What what, new, what time was that? Um, <laughs> He'd won the cocktails He was um, uh, <laughs> What's the right expression? <laughs> on the what's, cocktails what's the, what's the family friendly expression That's not going to get us in trouble? He was Unfit To take part <laughs> In the interview <laughs> Failed a late fitness test Oh uh-huh. what a man he is Honestly mm-hmm. is, yeah. And what time is that at? Lunchtime <laughs> It's not It wasn't great Oh brilliant So I don't even know Is he back on Thursday? No Do we have to wait till the weekend? He's, he's is he even always, back? He's always, After the weekend? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Anyway Oh he's loving his life isn't mm. it? Lady Gaga he goes to Tenerife, medieval, medieval, what is it? Medieval, Aye. How can you go to Tenerife and do that? <laughs> right, he gets stoked at the airport, sir. Yeah. What's happening here with your suitcase? Flip-flops yeah. and... Chainmail. Yeah, <laughs> you have chainmail. Yeah, exactly. Whatever you want to do behind closed doors <laughs> is, is business of yours <laughs> oh, and no one else's, Mark Wilson. Face. No one is on the cocktails at 12 o'clock. Uh, anyway, thanks again. To, <laughs> <laughs> thanks again to Grant uh, in Falkirk who lost on a geography-based question to Gordon Deal. Oh, Things okay. that you never thought you would hear, eh? Uh, right, 01419511025. Let's hear from... Ange Postacoglu Oh by the way Grant Before we let him go I should have said He's a winner anyway yeah. He's going to Air race course yeah. yeah he's going to The Virgin Bet Gold Cup 17th of September So he's a winner anyway And we'll keep giving away The tickets on Beat the Pundit Every night uh, This week I bet you used to Swan into air races Like you owned the place Back when you were The air manager oh, unbelievable. Oh, embar- I'm embarrassed for you oh, Just hosp- thinking back oh, Hospitality the full lot You be like Matt Wilson After the first race I was in with the jo- <laughs> I was in with the jockeys And all that Jousting do, uh, that true story I went to Yes I did I went to the Grand National <laughs> Scottish Grand National That's is true And didn't see a horse That sounds That <laughs> sounds exactly like Something you would do I must admit uh, Let's hear from Ange Postacoglu He's been speaking uh, About transfers Obviously just a couple of days Left to go He says that they could still go again And make more signings And also says Some players may head For the exits um, yeah, there's there's a possibility. There's still things working on in the background, and you know, both in terms of outgoings and incoming. So, you know, we may very well do nothing. We may well very do a couple of things, but um, you know, there's there's still a lot of stuff going on in the background, and um, you know, I guess we'll all find out in the next sort of forty eight hours. Uh, it'd be interesting, Jim, to see what, if anything, because Celtic's situation hasn't changed. They've known they were in the Champions League all this time, so it's not like. You know, the draw doesn't make much difference in terms of what you think you need or don't need. Do you think that will be more out than in? Well, I would think so. I don't. I really wouldn't know which area Celtic should strengthen, if if any. I, I don't think they need to do any more uh, coming in. I think you know eventually you just get too many players, even if they're good, and even if you've got a, a manager who seems to have a rapport with these players as well as Ange Postacoglu does. Eventually, you know, players, <laughs> no matter how um, nice you are to them and how well you treat them, get frustrated when they're not playing. So I, I think they've got more than enough at this moment in time. They've got two for every position. Obviously, just signed another winger there. Um, you know, and I, I think that, you know, they're, they're, they've just got a more than enough squad and a top-heavy squad. So the likes of Yeti and, and guys like maybe Mikey Johnson and, you know, a few other guys, or you know, possibly James McCarthy again, mm. I'm not too, too sure. But there's a few guys that have to go out, really, and get games and get playing. 
and um, you know continue their careers really because you know they're, they're, there's no doubt that they're you know they're they're falling down in the pecking order. And if Ange Postecoglou does sign another one or two, they'll go even further back. So I think for for the benefit of their own careers, I think these players have to. I'm move. I'm, I'm with you, Jim. If you ask me right now, what player, what position? I couldn't tell you because, mm. as you quite rightly said, they've got abundance of talent all over the pitch. I know one or two guys, Celtic fans, have phoned and 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 Mark has discussed it as well because they're going into the Champions League when that 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 goes up. You know that the quality of the opposition goes up. You know, would it be a case of signing another sitting midfield? Uh, defensive midfield. Yeah, to change. But mm. I've never seen him. I've never seen Postacol go no. down that road. I just think he loves this attacking style. He said he, he won't. Yeah, go He's came out publicly and said he won't do that. So therefore, you know, be interesting to see. You know, again, yeah, some fans will say that uh, and, and would like to do that. But t- to me, I, I don't think he will. And, and as I said, if you look, they've got, a, a, I mean, an embarrassment of riches mm-hmm. really in the squad. And they're playing very, very well. So if you brought someone in, they would have to wait. You know, you're not going to, who would you drop at this moment in time? Uh, let's bring in Alec and find out what's on his mind as a Celtic fan tonight. How are you, Alec? Hi, I'm over the moon. Uh, I've got two B points. First point, Greg uh, uh, Taylor. What a transformation in that boy. What a transformation. See, the, 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 not one player gets the, the praises that he get, uh, the rest of the players get. He had a couple of bad games last season, but what a transformation in that boy this season. There we were sitting at 6 0. He was away chasing the ball to get a corner. You know what I mean? And the guy has just turned into a, a, a world class player. Well, I wouldn't say world class player, but. A really, really quality player. That was a quick turnaround on the world class <laughs> show, but we, everyone gets carried away sometimes. Um, is he a bit of an unsung hero for Celtic, Jim, given yeah. all the headlines that Jota and Abada and O'Reilly and everyone yeah. else gets? Yeah, of course. And, you know, flair players and attacking players and goal scorers <laughs> will always get the, the, the plot. That's why Gordon Dale became a superstar. Mm. He scored goals. But, yeah, Greg Taylor has, has been immense this season and pretty much, you know, one of the most consistent players. Celtic since uh, Ange Postacoglu came in I think the style he's bought into it you know he seems comfortable in that inverted fullback area he turns up in so many unfamiliar areas but he's you know he's, he, he seems he seems to suit the way that uh, Celtic want to play now and uh, was it uh, Bernardini is that how you pronounce it uh, Bernabe Bernabe sorry Bernabe yeah. uh, uh, so he, he got bought for what 3 million again a little bit similar to Yelmaz Arrhenius people thought he would maybe come in but He's looked over his shoulder. He's thought, "Wait a minute, there's a there's a, there's a new signing. You know, by all accounts, a top class young player. So my standards ha- has to be of, of a level that keeps him sitting in the bench. And he's done that. So no, I think he's been absolutely outstanding. You know, his attitudes, all aspects of his yeah. game. But you know, particularly you know, linking up the play, linking well with Jota uh, and uh, you know the, the the midfield players, whatever combination they play. So yeah, I mean, absolutely uh, terrific, uh, Greg Taylor. Gordon, I get why it's. Mm. It's the exciting, it's eye-catching Managers are very often judged On their signings And who they bring in Sometimes feel like we don't give enough attention To players that managers just make better Managers, the players that were already there But the manager makes them better He's blossomed under Postacoglu Let's not get away from that Because we used to get phone calls At this um, station, Gordon And giving them lads a little bit of criticism um, You know he wasn't good enough Celtic needed a new left back Postacoglu's come in 
And 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 the boy just looks a completely mm. different player. I, I totally echo everything Jim said. I think the boy's been absolutely brilliant. He's added so much to his game. He's bought into the way that Postacoglu wants him to play in that left back position. He goes into the middle of the park and looks very comfortable. He can find a pass. You look at last week uh, down at Rugby Park when he just he made a terrific pass through and split the defence and Celtic went on to score from it. He's been he's been excellent. He has been absolutely excellent. And yes, Celtic have brought a left back and late Rangers on big money, and it seems to have worked for the boy because mm. he's now going well. I'll tell you what, you'll have to play some stuff to get the jersey off me because he's the number one left back at Celtic just now. It's, it's a bit like you responding to the quiz there. You know, you raised your game exactly. Jim. Do you know what? More on that in a minute because <laughs> something I've forgotten. I've been dream of it. There's been a development anyway. Uh, Alec, how are you? Set up then. How do how you how do you feel going into the game on Saturday? I feel really confident, really confident. And it was just another wee point. See that the ball retention. I had to be rumour that the players get fined if the ball's not in the, the actual park for after uh, fifteen seconds. You can see that at Parkhead when the, sometimes there are three or four balls on. The balls are getting thrown on constantly. He wants the ball constantly moving. Well, I have no idea, Jim, and mm. logistically that would certainly be hard to do on the road because other teams won't yeah. be as happy to give you the ball back. But, uh, you know, kind of generally speaking, Ange Postacoglu is massive on the time yeah. the ball spends in play. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard enough to play Celtic with one ball, never mind having three, because you, you don't get a kick of the one. Um, but, you know, Alex, uh, you know, like, like many people watching Celtic just now, you see the tempo and, uh, you know, the as he, as he mentioned, um, Greg Taylor sprinting for it, but they all do it. You know, corners, they're down, they're looking to do it quickly. If it's not, then they'll deliver it into the box, but if they can get the ball down and play, free kicks, throw-ins, you know, the tempo's really high, so the opposition don't get a chance to set. Uh, yeah, and probably, it's probably the players that have done that at training, you know what I mean? Sometimes, mm. little fun things for the Christmas nights out and that, if the ball's no one at a certain time, you can find a fiver or whatever happens to be, and all these things mount up and the players use all these things. But what that does, that creates a really good team spirit as well. But it also, from a serious point of view, makes sure that the players are switched on, you know, in, 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 in all aspects of that. So, yeah, I mean, you can see that that's a, another dimension from Celtic's play. Uh, thank you very much, Alec. 01419511025. Pozog has sent me a tweet which is bang on. I don't know how it didn't realise because oh. it's. Because we're in uncharted territory, I don't know how to handle these things. Okay. You got six out of six. Mm -hmm. You got a hundred percent. Yeah. So what usually happens? Oh, I go for a ten. You get the chance come to go on. for the ten. Celtic couldn't do it at the weekend. Stop short at nine. Yeah, come on. You've never had the chance to do this because you usually and get I got one to, wrong. I got to nine once. That's my best. Right, come on. Tune right in, Gordon. Right. <laughs> to see if you could have got the ten, name any of the five top scoring Scotsmen in English Premier League history, so 1992 onwards. And where? England. <sighs> England Premier League, a yeah. uh, top five Scotsmen. Any uh, of them? Any um, Oh no. <laughs> this is supposed to be a snappy since feature. what? Since what? Oh, Alan, it just ruins since everything. Th 30 years of the since Premier League. Since the Premier League began, any of the top five scoring Scot Scotsmen? Sc Scots that scored goals. I've got to say Dunk Ferguson Yes that's fine Right, right. great yeah. Name either current Scottish Top flight club That John McGlynn has managed Top flight hearts oh, It's getting yeah. close Two to get Which Scottish Premier Oh we'll make a mess of this Which Scottish Premiership club Features a harp A boat And a castle On their club crest A harp A boat And a castle Fine night out for you A harp A boat And a castle Must be Is that a Premier Club Did you say Yes I did 
Come on. Almost. That's a squirrel and a football that's in theirs. It was. I never got that. What was your last question? Rubbish, now forget it. You've, you've no, ruined it. No, it's the 01419511025. Get your calls in. It's we a great time. Stinking badges. We could be speaking to it. you next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Gordon Deal are here. We are doing a number of things building up to kick off at Ibrooks Rangers Queen of the South. A couple of other. Fascinating games in that competition as well Annan against Aberdeen Dundee Falkirk And not too far along the road Partick Thistle against Arbroath You as the Mayor of Maryhill Are you going to go along to that after the show? You know I've seen Thistle a couple of times this year actually And uh, you're very impressed I have to say that I thought they've been, mm-hmm. I mean, they've looked good You know they've got a really good squad And you know I thought Dundee would maybe start a little bit better uh, United have surprised people Morton I think they're playing the weekend Those uh, Both of those clubs But for me Thistle At this moment in time Would be the favourites Because I think As I said They've got goal scorers They've got good balance In midfield um, So I answer your question No you, no, I've been, I've been a how heartbroken would you? Right. How heartbroken will you be If Air get promoted Because you're, you're You're selfish like that Yeah you don't want anyone to surpass no. what you did no. as air manager. Absolutely not. So you and, are, go- and, and you are these... going to buy a Partick Thistle scarf to make sure they win the league. Yeah, yeah, I would be devastated. Yeah, that's no doubt about that. Because his record's broken. Typical. Absolutely <laughs> typical. No, I wish them all um, the best. Honest man. Right, we've got a full time teaser for you. Uh, quite like this one, I must say. Right. It's been sent in by who was it? John. Uh, John Whitelaw. Thank you to John for sending it in. Uh, Celtic's new signing, Sead Haksabanovic has taken the number nine jersey. Can you name the seven other players since the 98-99 season who have taken that number? Griffith. So we're looking for the seven players since 98-99 who've worn the number nine for Celtic before Sead Haksabanovic. So Lee Griffiths, you're saying? Yeah. Well done. Thank you. John? Nine. Quite tough, um, you know. John Hartson? No. Um, Van Hoydalk? No. 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 Oh, the the the, 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 nope. the the plane man, the guy that flies the planes. Who's that? Harold Bratback. Bratback. The guy that flies the, the planes. Plane. Harold Bratback. Yes. Remarkably. Remarkably, that is correct. All right, we'll leave it there because you've only got another five or so to get. And just like John did tonight, if you think you can come up with a question, I'm sure you can. And you want to hear it used on the show? The address you need is full time at Clyde One. Dot com. That's full time at Clyde1.com So send it in please uh, Right Let's take a look at some of the other news stories as well Doing the rounds today How big a blow is it for Hearts to be without Liam Boyce Probably for the rest of the season Yeah massive uh, I mean the two injuries they had Roe I think been out. he's going to be out with a broken foot So he's going to be a couple of months And uh, obviously um, You know you're saying Liam Boyce You know looks like a cruciate ligament And a uh, huge blow for them and, and they've obviously got injuries as well you know Halkett's and crutches mm. um, so there's well, they've got loads of Nathan yeah, Rowles did yeah. a C today broken metatarsal yeah, so it's a, you know big big problems there and, and it's really you know you feel for, for Robbie Nielsen because Hearts have started well obviously they've got confidence league they're about unfortunate to get knocked out after the sending off um, you know but uh, you know, I think you'll bring a couple of players in I think Hearts might be quite busy over the next couple of days I think they'll bring in two or three I think they have to um, you know they have got a decent squad when they're all fit but unfortunately they're not all fit so and losing John Suter on the summer to Rangers as well so yeah I think Hearts will sign two or three um, Shanklin's obviously scoring goals which helps but they, they definitely need another another striker or a front player because 
Um, with boys being out injured, that's a, a a massive a massive blow to their their chances of finishing third again this year. How big a blow is that, Gordon? No, it's massive for them. Uh, there's no doubt. Um, I think he was a top goal scorer last year. Went to sixteen. Yeah, I think. Yeah. he got he got a good goal at weekends. Well, he's mm-hmm. he's been terrific for them. He's played even plays deeper as well. Yeah, I've got to say that he plays, bit, yeah. he plays into I'll that. I mean, went to play yeah. a bit higher, but and he's so important for them. I agree with Jim. I think that Hearts will be quite lucky in the fact, not obviously with the injuries, they've had a real bad run injuries, but lucky in the fact they've still got a few days to go and act on it, get players in and strengthen the squad because as Jim quite rightly says, they'll be looking at that third spot again this year. Yeah, like Sim last year, they went back you know, you know, as well because they had him in loan and he He's did well. Sunderland, so Sims, yeah, so you're, you know, you're, you're losing two of your main front players from last mm. season, which any club which would, 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 would really stretch your resources. You know, <laughs> Because of you know, if this was Glasgow, say Celtic mm. or Rangers got a, mm. one of their main attacking mm. players injured, now they carry much bigger squads and have much more money. Yeah. So in theory, this should be even more damaging. You know, we would have yeah. such a reaction. So I wonder what the feelings like in Edinburgh. Is that enough to put a, a dent, a serious dent in Hearts' hopes of finishing third? If they don't sign anyone, I think could, but I think they will. You know, I, I definitely think they will. When I think uh, you know, and Budge will, will, will make the funds available for Robin Nielsen. You know, and I think because they've done so well and been so consistent, you know, they have other players. Barry Mackay has been terrific so far. Uh, you know, Shanklin's come in and scoring goals. So yeah, no, I think they will definitely add to that area. They, they have to. You know, I mean, you see, young Robbie, you're getting the chance tonight from Rangers' point of view as a youngster because Kemar Roof and Morelis is, and, and that's that's at Rangers level. And we saw what happened last year. Mm-hmm. Where Rangers really only had Morelis and when he, he yeah. got injured at the most vital stage of the season um, you need to have strength and depth so I think Hearts won't, they can't risk that if they want to finish and compete with the top clubs this year again I mean, We are the knee-jerk capital of the world so I accept these, this sort of insinuation could be shoved down my throat later in the season but already Gordon it looks like it, it'd be hard to imagine right now mm. Dundee United pushing Hearts for third it would be hard to imagine Hibs it's a long season ahead, but I'm just talking about you know as things stand. Can Aberdeen be the one? You know, is this is it damaging enough? This this loss of Liam Boyce. I think everyone took hearts to finish third, didn't they? Yeah, I, I still think if they get the right recruitment in the next couple of days, because I think uh, Jim's touched on a few players, and obviously my favourite one just now. I think Barry Mackay is lighting up the you know the, the fans at Tynecastle love going and watching him. Some of his play has been outstanding. Won the penalty at the weekend again. Um, but they will add to their squad and I look at the the table just now yeah Dundee United have a lot of work to do first and foremost they need to find out who's got to be the leader who's got to be their manager Aberdeen look like they've got a strong squad but can they be consistent enough somebody could come out the pack but I just feel that if Hearts can add two or three and keep the likes of the Mackays and Shanklins and people like that fit then they would have enough to finish that and cement that third place. All right, come on then, join in 01419511025. As always, you can tweet at Clyde SSB. We'd love to have you over there. Let's bring in Stevie on the phone lines though and see what he's got for us. As a Celtic fan, Stevie, take it away. I think that the most Celtic fans are expecting that they would love for the jetty to, to go away after wage bill. And for his own sake, I think Mikey Johnson, who's been unlucky with injuries, needs to get a good run of games and I don't see him getting that at Celtic because we've just bought another guy and we've got a bad and all that he's kind of doing the pecking order and I was floating the idea to the producer that maybe a wee loan to Dundee United for Mikey Johnson would maybe not be too terrible an idea well whoever the new Dundee United manager is uh, he'll, yeah, I'm sure he'll look for some players mm. in um, 
at some stage, Jim. But mm-hmm. is that one that Celtic will almost certainly look to move out in the coming days? Yeah, as, as I said earlier on, I think for the player himself, he has to go and play regular football. I mean, he said we snippets here and there. Mikey Johnson, you know, for a variety of managers, Neil Lennon, uh, Brendan Rodgers, obviously Ange Postecoglou. You know, the, he, he needs to, to me, to go and get a run of twenty five, thirty games under his belt, week in, week out. Uh, the highs and lows of it, you know, and 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 maybe maybe you know having to learn that, you know, you know what he's got at Celtic and appreciate it when you when you go away from it, you then say wait a minute, that's something I want to be part. I mean, it happened for Anthony Ralston. He been out and loan a couple of, a club club uh, including Dundee United, but then came back and although he's not starting every week now, he's certainly you know uh, part of, a very integral part of Ange Postecoglou. And you spoke earlier on about improving players. He's one that's massively improved under the current manager. So therefore, I think that um, yeah, it'd be good for for Mikey to go and get games, um, whether it's in Scotland or whether it's down south or whatever. Um, and obviously, listen, we, we know about a jetty I mentioned, but you know he's not going to just walk away. He's got a very healthy contract at Celtic, Stevie. You know, therefore, he's you know he, something has to come in and either pay a, a good, significant part of his wages, or the players just going to say, and if he doesn't feel it's right for him, he's just going to sit there because ultimately it's, yeah. it's about about, about um, choices, and the manager doesn't feel he's part of it. But for the player himself. He's, he's not. He's not going to walk away from 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 his contract just just because it might suit everyone at Celtic. Uh, Gordon, there are so many examples. Uh, Anthony Ralston would be the new one, although his is different because his loan spells weren't even that successful, and then he yeah. came back. Before that, it was always Ryan Christie. Mm-hmm. Everybody said, you know, not going to be yeah, a, a main player mm-hmm. for Celtic. It looked like he was he was moving on. Went to Aberdeen on loan, came back, and then burst onto the scene and stayed there for Celtic so does the possibility still remain there for Mikey Johnson even though it seems a million miles away just now yeah but I I think Jim's uh, correct I think first and foremost he's got to get a platform of playing regular football the boy's got good ability that there's no doubt but he's well down the pecking order he's not going to get anywhere near Celtic just now um, I think he needs game time. He needs to go out to a club now. You're right about Ralston. Was it St Johnston Dundee United? Yeah. Yes. Didn't didn't play particular. But what what happened was he was getting first team football. Mm. He was getting used to the environment. Mm. He went back. He got his opportunity at Celtic, mm. and he was absolutely brilliant. So I I think it works for you if you're not going to. Okay, they're they're in the 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 Lowland League and and you go and you could be playing every Saturday, but I think at that level where Mikey Johnston is, for instance, he's got to be playing at a top level and testing himself week in and week out. And I think for a boy, he's got to get out and start playing football. Want to see any incomings in the next couple of days, Stevie? I think your squad's pretty healthy, isn't it? You know, barring I mean, we had a really bad injury thing last year with the bare bones before January, and the Japanese boys arrived, but. I think we're at the stage now, almost, that there's two players for every position, so should be okay. And regarding the loan scenario, for Ryan Christie, I'll raise you a Callum McGregor. So it did work, you know, Ayer as well. You know, it does work sometimes, and I feel sorry for the boy, because I think he's a good player, but he's been a bit unlucky. I mean, he's had his chance, he's no really seized it. Maybe it's a confidence thing. Or do you need a run of games? I agree with the boys. I think like this boy, if he gets 25, 30 games playing for whoever, it could, it could work and he could come back, you know? And it could, it, I think it would benefit him, you know? Brilliant. Massively. Thank you, Stevie. Nice to hear from you. 01419511025. Let's switch to the blue half of Glasgow and see what William has for the panel. William? Yeah, hello, Gordon, Gordon and Jim. Hello. Yeah. 
I just want to get uh, uh, Jim and uh, Gordon's take on this, right? See, uh, Ross Wilson needs to be back to a Superman in the next two days, right? My main, my point is, Morelos and Kent, if these boys are not willing to sign a contract, they need to be sold now. And in my opinion, we need two strikers. We need another two strikers. If Kolak is injured, we have nothing. We have absolutely nothing. So Kent must sign a contract. It's no, he has to be sold. If Morelos is no signing, he must be sold. They can't be let, we can't let maybe 20 odd million worth of players leave for nothing. They must, they must be sold. If they're not signing, they must be sold. Well, yeah, well, I think Morelos has signed, uh, uh, you know, a contract. I think no, no, the con, no, the, the, is that, is that the talks were one placed. Year? The talks were placed, placed on, on hold because of this stuff. Right. Um, and Ryan Kent, so both of them on the yeah. final year. Because obviously it happened with Conor Golson last year, and most people thought Conor Golson was going to leave. Didn't and happen. Didn't. And, he, and you signed a new long term, James Tavenier signed a five year contract. So I get Will's point of view. From a, a business point of view, yeah, absolutely. You know, if you allow that contract to run down, then there's every chance that the, those players will leave um, at the end of the season for nothing. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's in you know, everyone's interest, you know, and, and particularly I think Maine has been in the Champions League. Now, that's a huge incentive for players. Do you want to play in the Champions League? And, uh, you know, you would like to think that those players, you know, no disrespect to them, but, but yeah. would they be going to a club that would, would be involved in the Champions League? You've got, Unlikely. I always wonder if there's a bit more nuance though, Gordon. I get the fact that, you know, you want to protect yourself and, and if, they're, if they're assets, but have we not fallen into a trap now of thinking that no one's ever allowed to run down their contract? No one's ever allowed to just play out their, and, you know, be successful, for instance... I don't know what you get for Alfredo Morelos at the moment What if he stays this season It's his last season at the club But he scores the goals that help Rangers get to the Champions League mm -hmm. And then they make £40 million anyway Do we always need to be obsessed with selling? I get that you would want to do it more often than not But there must be loads of examples of players That have just come to the end of their contract Given a good service You're speaking as a fan, not as a businessman yeah. yeah. I'm talking I, about every single one I get, yeah. I, I get that you would want to do it But there must be there must be a point where you, you just can't get 100% of them players, bang on. Players have got the right, Jim. Mm -hmm. Players mm -hmm. shine into a contract. They've got the right to stand there. Now, you're talking about... Because William's saying, sorry, just on that, William's saying, you know, if Morelos won't sign a contract, he must be sold. Somebody needs to Who's want to buy him, him for Who's... good money to, to sell him. Yeah, right now, Morelos' value will not be anywhere near what Rangers mm -hmm. would probably take for him and try and get it. and plus the fact who is out there sitting just now looking at Morelos mm. and the fact that he's, he's way below the fitness levels that you need mm. to, to go and sign him now I'm a big Morelos fan I think when he's up and running he's at it he's, he's one of the mm. best going about Kent's the same you know he's got, they've got advisors there that maybe be sitting saying look you have a good Champions League um, you know all of a sudden their big clubs will come knocking and whatever it is but you can't just be forced to say to players, look, you've got one year left in your contract, we're going to sell you. No, you're not. What's with the thing with Leeds? Every transfer yeah. window, there's like a, a, yeah. a whisper of yeah, Ryan Kent and Leeds, Leeds, and then yeah. it never really... Never materialises. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, they've got Jesse Martin now, it was Bielsa before that, and, uh, you know, you say there's rumours about it again, but, you know, as I said before, the, the club, I'm sure... You know, as, I, as I mentioned from a business standpoint we'll be going to the, the players and, and, and negotiating with their agents or representatives and saying listen this is the best offer we can put on the table if the players turn it down 
as 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 we, as we know that it happened and say with goals and then finally then goals and decided at the end of the season maybe looked assessed his options and thought no Rangers are the best option for me I'm staying here so that can happen as well but um, you know there there is an element of risk and you know Morelos and Kent, even Kent's value will be a lot less now if he's in his last year than it would have been a, a year or eighteen months ago and that's just the nature of football but. Um, yeah, I, I think those players. I mean, they're, they're so vital to Rangers, um, and like William says, even if Morelos does stay, you know, Kima Roof, sadly for him, seems to continually be injured. So they do need at least mm. another striker, at least one other striker. That's presuming Morelos is back in the fold again. Uh, and um, you know can be the apple of Giovanni's eye again it's certainly one to watch mm. out for William thank you very much that was William on the line how are you two faring yeah. with this teaser we're looking for the last seven players to wear number nine for Celtic before Sead Haksabanovic you've got Lee Griffiths and Harold Bratback right Samaras yes Gary Hooper no you nope. wore eight, eight or eight, eight. Scott Sinclair nope no. um, the Pookie nope Cadetti Right, four down, three to get. We'll get them next and kick off at Ibrooks and of course the other games as well coming next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL and Jim Duffy are here. We're kicking off in the four big Scottish League Cup ties and we need to round off this teaser as well so it is all happening uh, let me quickly recap what's happening on the pitch a bit more important than your teaser if you don't mind me saying so uh, Rangers against Queen of the South Annan Aberdeen Dundee Falkirk and Partick Thistle are both for Rangers tonight a much changed team some youth in there as well and some experienced faces that we don't see too often uh, at the moment so it's Alan McGregor in goal it looks like a back four of Divine right back Ridvan Yilmaz at left back new signing Ryan Jack at centre back I noticed the TV had Stephen Davis in there but perhaps Ryan Jack definitely Ryan Jack uh, alongside Leon King yeah I think they're lining up already Mm -hmm. Uh, Davis Arfield and I'm trying to do this off the top of my head which is never good Kamara in midfield Mm -hmm. Matondo Fashion Sakala and Robbie Ewer leads the line Mm -hmm. so on the bench the likes of McCrory Sands Barisic Fraser McCann Wright Lovelace and Stevens on the bench. So interesting one, Gordon DL. Is yeah. it going to be straightforward enough? Yeah, I can't. I can't see Cooney uh, South uh, doing anything there, Gordon. I think that one or two players are obviously trying to catch eye of the manager, i.e. Yilmaz at left back. It's a great opportunity for Divine at right back. A lot of good things heard about him. King, I'm a big fan of. You'll get Sakala, it's not had a lot of game time there as well. He'll be looking, Matondo for instance, uh, the young lad Robbie Ewer up front looking to maybe get a goal or two. So I just think with the middle of the part, the experience, everything they've got, the goalkeeper, they will certainly have more than enough tonight. And you've got a soft spot for Divine at right back, don't you? Yeah, because I knew his grandpa very, very well. He was a big part of my management career. He was your motivational speaker. He was my motor, yeah, a cowboy sort of. And his guitar, I'll never forget it. <laughs> uh, Chris is on Twitter, he says, mm. is there anything on the rumours that Yilmaz is struggling due to homesick? I've absolutely no idea. Mm. Uh, interesting line-up tonight, but right decision to mix the squad up should have more than enough to make it comfortable. RW says, big night for Sakala. Gordon, only one available striker, a Sakala hat-trick, and he's back in Gio's thoughts. 
Who will grab yeah. the game? I mean, well, going to play wide, but yeah, I mean, he's going to come in off the wide area. Rangers will dominate the ball, you know, even though they've got a much changed team. Um, so it's up, it's up to these players. I mean, listen, you you want to be part of it, you you know, it's all right talking about being in the Champions League and hear that Champions League music getting played, but you don't want to be just watching it from a stand. <laughs> you want to be on the pitch, and the best way to do that is to impress tonight. I mean, it's not it's not going to guarantee it, but I think it tells the manager you've got the right attitude, and that'll keep you in his plans. I must admit, I spent the break wisely, Gordon D. I'll always have a, an extra look through Twitter, what's happening, who's trying to get in touch with the show. I'll quickly go on Instagram, see the same, if anyone's trying to send any mm. messages. But this popped up on Instagram. He's actually gone, your colleague, <laughs> and he's posted a picture no, of him at the medieval night in Tenerife, Mark Wilson. There he is, standing, stroking some sort of horse with a man... Uh, dressed as a knight behind him on said horse, <laughs> and he's standing there, look at, proud as punch. Look at the big co- red face, look at color his sunburn, and uh, look at that. That's look at disgraceful, the isn't color it? Color of his face. I'm telling an you, an angry tomato. He, you won't get him in this studio. He'll just burn. Oh, honestly, he, he's the only person that puts Factor Fifty on the airport. Aye. It's just a, he's a duffel going back oh. to the front. Uh, anyway, I'm sure we'll have fun discussing that with him when he returns. How are you doing on this teaser, Good. by the way? We're looking for the seven number nines for Celtic since 98-99. This is after Haksabanovic got given the famous number. You've got Griffiths, Samaras, Gadetti and Bratback. Right, we're going for Kenny Miller. Friend of the show, regular pundit, yes. And we think, we think Sutton. Chris Sutton. Yes, so many is that you've got to get? I think one more. Get I, think, I think I've got it. One more, we'll try and get it before the end of the show We'll see how you get on with that Uh, Look, three big other games as well Anne and Aberdeen Jim, I I like the nature of our League Cup Because (laughs) these games come so early in the season They're so important you remember I think, what I think particularly for Aberdeen we back in the day you know yeah. losing to Stenhouse Muir and things like that but, uh, uh, Wraith Rovers did yeah, for, Wraith, for Stephen Glass yeah, didn't it yeah I mean so I think you go down to Ian and it's listen I don't know if you'll be doing there but it's got a real slope on the pitch it's an artificial pitch is it sloped yeah, AstroTurf yeah, I didn't yeah, realise that as well and, uh, it's like a ski it, slope listen, then it's, essentially it's better than it used to be but it's still a slope and obviously I mean conditions of the night should be decent you know you could go down there and it could be a bit wild and wet but it, it's not so you know Aberdeen have started the season well under Jim Goodwin you know as I said this, uh, you know, the new signing seems to, have, seems to be gelling quite well so you would expect him to win that but because they've been so poor over the last few years in cup competitions this is a big match for Aberdeen they need to get in here and, and make a little statement that um you know they want to be competing for the, the you know the semi final and the final of the tournaments you know as they did under Derek McInnes. Mm. An old championship tie between Partick Thistle and Arbroath. I think lots of people probably predicted it was going to be tough anyway for Arbroath to go and repeat what they did last season. Um, but it's been a tough start. They could do with a, a nice win in the cup to lift. Yeah, the I think when you lose your goal scorers, the first half of last season he drew Nubly, who's done really well at back at Livingston again, and then and then they, they, you know I think it was was it Jack McMillan? I think they they they, they brought in and um, uh, Jack Hamilton. Was oh, sorry, it Jack Hamilton. Down Jack McMillan. Uh, Jack Hamilton scored goals, done really well. So when you lose your goal scorers and your threat, it is difficult to to, to replace those type of players. So um, you know, yeah, that's would Difficult and obviously a Brian gets sent off uh, mm-hmm. last week as well, who's a terrific player for them. So yeah, they're a wee bit stretched this year and the expectations and they're not the surprise package anymore. So people will give them a little bit more respect um, this year. Um, as, as I've already mentioned, I think this will win this tonight and I think 
They'll be the main challengers at the end of the season for the title. Robbie Matondo's enjoying the game so far, Gordon. What's yeah, the space for him? Yeah, he's getting on the ball and he's causing problems. A terrific run down the right wing, gets to the byline. I think he should have released it just a little bit earlier, Jim. I'd have been a bit frustrated if I was a centre forward mm. waiting that come in. But he looks like he's up for it, sharp. They're you know they're holding their width Rangers. Plenty of passes, as Jim right quite rightly said, they will dominate the ball tonight. Mm. Um, it could be a long night for the Queen of South players but they'll certainly enjoy the, the fact that they're going to Ibrox and playing against Rangers unless it's a heavy score line and then you don't enjoy it quite so much um, no no um, as long as, as as Jim and I were discussing mm-hmm. I've been in the tra- the track at Ibrox and the, the dugout and you look up at that scoreboard and <laughs> You're thinking, <laughs> where is the minutes going here? Oh my, honestly, it's like a calendar. <laughs> um, but the Queen of South are just sitting in behind the ball, defending Rangers, plenty of attacking options, and Matondo again down this uh, wing. And oh, oh I thought that. we had a goal. It's the yeah. side netting goal for Scott Arfield. It was Matondo mm. again The defender knows that he's up against someone who's quicker than him So he doesn't really want to commit And keeps kind of backing off Matondo slips one to Scott Arfield um, It did look like that took a nick mm-hmm. off Oh it did yeah it's a yeah, corner to Rangers corner. I think maybe Scott Arfield felt it was a handball But nothing doing there uh, And a corner to Rangers And I think Scott Arfield probably would be disappointed that He didn't do better there mm-hmm. Because there was, there was no real pressure on him to, to execute it And he's kind of choked into the ground But it's been all Rangers in the opening minutes As you would expect And you know for, from Queen of the South's point of view They just want to try and see out the initial 10-15 minutes As we always say I think particularly you know, lower league teams, you know, because the, the, the players can get spooked a little bit, Gordon, when they go there and they can get, you know, they just kick the ball away and it sometimes takes them 10, 15 minutes just to mm. get their second wind. A great night tomorrow as well. Um, I mean, Ross County Celtic, obviously. Um, been a fairly yeah. tricky opponent for Celtic in the League mm. Cup a couple of times in recent seasons, yeah. but Celtic are also um, well-versed at going on and winning this competition. Yeah, it's a trickier game for Celtic, obviously, in the sense that they, they can't just play maybe as many uh, say younger boys like, yeah. like, like Rangers have done tonight and, and maybe uh, risk uh, that. I think they will still will make, I think, half a dozen changes from, from the game at the weekend um, against the United. And, you know, they are very strong. But, uh, you know, the, the, you're playing a Premier, a premier uh, League opponent. Yeah. So, you know, you can't take it too lightly. And it's opening up, though, isn't oh. it, Gordon? Mm. Because after this, it's the quarterfinals. Hearts, mm. Kilmarnock, all Premiership tie. Mm. Ross County, Celtic, all Premiership mm. tie. Livingston, Dundee United, and all Premiership tie as well. Mm. So, um, you know, for the likes of mm. Annan, if they could cause a shock, or if, you know, if Partick Tisler or both get through, Dundee mm. or Falkirk... Yeah, yeah it's, open uh, up for you. Jim, I'll tell you, when you manage the smaller cl- clubs, a cup run is absolutely brilliant. You know, mm-hmm. it brings in the revenue, it keeps everybody excited around mm-hmm. the club, it keeps the players on their toes, you know, they want to play in the big mm-hmm. games, sitting there with the excitement of the draw. Mm-hmm. So it's a good, a good opportunity because, as I say, Premier League clubs are going to go because they're up against each other. your own team, Motherwell against Inverness, is that a bit of a... Banana, banana skin. skin They've signed Rolando Ahrens um, Not played a great deal of football He was at the club in the Covid season So barely barely saw him then either um, He's back Stevie Hamill still looking to add to his squad Inverness have been a And Rangers have opened Rangers. the scoring And it's Robbie, Robbie Ewer. Ewer There we go Didn't take him long to get his first goal for the club Well done to him Yeah and it's just such a horrible mistake From Queen of the South Listen you know If Rangers cut you open by fantastic football You accept it Because they've got that quality 
but they just a complete mix up at the back. They give the ball away under oh, no pressure dear. whatsoever. And uh, Sakala goes through, plays it to Kamara, who just sets it up for you. He's nice and calm, just at the target. And uh, gets his first goal in uh, you know, the Rangers' first team. So delighted for the young player. Right, mm. Robbie, you're puts Rangers one up. You two have got one more to get on this full-time teaser. It's number nines for Celtic since 98-99. You've got Bratback, you've got Samaras, you've got Gadetti, you've got Kenny Miller, you've got Chris Sutton. Go on, uh, deals on their own tonight. I'm going to give them more to get. I'm going to go Carlton Cole. No. <sighs> right, Ian Wright? No. Uh, I'm running out of ideas now. <laughs> See, you peaked too early. I peaked too early, mate. I'm, I'm out. I've, I've given everything I've got to the cause. It's not the first time he's been premature. Holmes under the hammer. Ah, Dion Dublin. Dion Dublin. Ah, I should have got that. Dion Dublin. Uh, Rangers one up at the moment. Looks like it could be a long night for Queen of the South. Came fairly close to adding a second. So whatever happens tonight, we'll look back on it tomorrow and then four really, really good cup ties tomorrow night as well. So make sure you join us. Hugh Keevans will be here. Simon Donnelly alongside him. And in the meantime, stay right there. Callum Gallagher is up next.